I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, however you're taking us in. We appreciate it. It's all brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Still to come this hour, Will Hill will join us, give us his uh, basketball, baseball, and NFL draft thoughts. Dan Weston in studio. What, uh, what uh, color hoodie will he be wearing? Kelly, black, oh, gray, do, blue. Do you think that continues in Vegas? Dude, there's no question. There's no question. I got to get some odds going on this then. Felica already texted me. He goes, I'm going to tackle you if he's not wearing a hoodie. <laughs> Come in there and tackle you. All right, let's talk NFL draft. Uh, let's bring him in. Uh, kind enough to join us for the first time. I know he's been uh, elsewhere on the network as well. He, no one has done, uh, you know, he's done as well, I should say, as anybody in NFL drafts over the past few years. He's at Vegas Refund. Uh, you can find him on the Action Network as well. His name is Luke Swain. Luke, great to meet you, man. Thanks for coming on. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate it. And let me just, we'll, we'll start with this. Now that the uh, now that the Will Levis Reddit Mishugas has passed, we can get, we can get through that. Um, do you believe, I'll start with the same question I asked earlier of, of Drew, uh, who you did a wonderful podcast with on Thursday on the deep dive about the NFL draft. Do you believe if <laughs> we look, you. if we look at the short shots now and a little favorite, obviously Bryce Young at one, we got Tyree Wilson at two as the short shot. We have mm-hmm. Paris Johnson at three as the short shot now. And then obviously Will Levis at four. Do you believe right now that that is what's going to happen? One, two, three, four. Uh, yeah, I mean, I might, it might be somewhat of a confirmation bias based off my bets where I would say Paris is the Paris Johnson rumors for whatever reason, I'm somewhat buying into, uh, maybe more because that's a prime trade back spot. The closer we get feels like the likelihood of the Cardinals being able to trade out is getting smaller. Uh, where, whether it was like seven would be that trendy pick in the perfect spot for Paris to go. But I'm making a mock draft right now. I'm probably putting Paris at three. I've seen a couple mock drafts today from guys like Charles Davis even putting him there. Um, so it does seem real, but it would be it would be crazy for Paris Johnson to go three um, as well. You agree though the, with the premise that this is yeah this is unlike any draft of recent memory. Like we have as little idea this year as as I can ever remember. Yeah, like in it's. We say it every year, but this one, like it definitely feels crazier and it really is like 
the Texans just being so tight-lipped and three just kind of being a landmine in terms of whether they trade out or not. Um, and then we have Jalen Carter, who we have the character issues that you just have no clue how much they're going to affect them. Um, and then we got a, a bottom-tier quarterback class that are just getting dragged in the top 10 because of this supply and demand aspect of it. All right, let's do a little rapid fire. Let's start with Jalen Carter. Are you of the camp that the Seahawks absolutely will not draft Jalen Carter? Like, that was the one thing we thought we knew, that they didn't like him, right? I, <laughs> I've i been in the camp that his under was has always enticed me, but people that have been on the network, like Rob Statton and others that I respect, just say, like, there's no possibility. Uh, his under got absolutely destroyed yesterday. Um, <laughs> oh, great. It went from... <laughs> I think the the six and a half under was plus money, and now it's all the way in the two hundred plus range um, to the under, which there's so many conflicting reports. But um, I would say Seahawks, yeah, I would definitely. I can get behind Seahawks for Jalen. How you can get behind it? How how far do you <laughs> think C.J. Stroud falls? I would say eight. Eight. I would say eight is his ceiling. Okay, so no free fall. We're just talking to eight here. Yeah, I would. Okay. If there were like odds on what pick is most likely to get traded first, I would probably put like the favorite being the Falcons at eight, and then the Seahawks, and then the Cardinals. But the Cardinals, I just have no idea where they're going to trade. Um, where eight just is just makes too much sense if someone like Stroud falls, where they can just trade back to like eleven or twelve. Um, and get basically the same guy that they're going to get at eight, at 11 and 12, um, which would be a CJ Stroud prime spot for like the Titans or the Texans. Bijan Robinson has been tied to about 75 different football teams by my latest count. Where do you think <laughs> he actually goes finally? Eagles or Texans? Eagles at 10 or Texans currently at 12? Yeah. Um, okay. We just talked <laughs> about the Mac Brown to Houston trade rumors and fleshed out a little more now in terms of the latest rumors. Do you think that that is outlandish? What percentage could you put on that? Let's, let's attribute a percentage to it on that actually happening. The what Mac did Jones? I, what did I say, Matt? What did I say? The Mac Brown. Mac Brown. Mac Brown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, now, Mac <laughs> Brown. That, that would be a trade. Mac Jones, I was I'm seeing sorry. Texas, too. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You're good. Uh, the probability of Mac Jones getting traded to the Texans? Yes. <laughs> um, 5%. 5%. So you're saying I, I, there's, I a say there's a chance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> I would love it. I, I would be remiss to say I don't have Patriots quarterback first position tickets. I um, do too. At some yeah. really fun odds. Uh huh. But yeah, Amico is, there's no confirmation bias at all in those yeah. tweets either. <laughs> okay, um, the if, I'll ask this. If someone is landing on the draft right now, they have no bets, they want to make one, what is the bet currently available that you would recommend? I would say right now, and this is kind of going against a bet that I've had before, but it's just based off value, but Eagles first position defensive line, which I think is honestly in the plus 200 range, which is a result of the offensive line kind of just getting a ton of money and coming down to a range that I just don't think it should be at this point. Um, but when we get to 10, we have the Eagles trade rumors to five, which you would assume that would be for Jalen Carter. Um, and then when we get to the 10th pick, we got guys like Nolan Smith. We got even Jalen Carter. 
where defensive line is a premium position. And at plus 200, it just makes a lot of sense uh, for the first position odds where there are scenarios that offensive line is still alive for anyone that tailed the offensive line pick, I want to say a month ago, uh, where Skronsky is just the best available. But defensive line, there are just so many more outs and so many more scenarios that even if they do trade, it can still happen. Or if Nolan Smith can still happen. Or even Van Ness. I have Van Ness. So plus 200. Yeah, I have yeah, Van Ness like, going there. Yeah, so like at plus 200 for the Eagles' first position, it just it's uh, it shouldn't be those odds anymore. What are you saying now, opinion. Kelly? You said it was a lot shorter than that? Uh, plus 130 at DraftKings. Still plus money. Shop around. Shop around, yeah. You can get better than that, perhaps. Um, yeah, dude, if Lucas Van Ness goes 10 to the Eagles, um, let alone, obviously, the you know the Patriots drafting a quarterback first, my draft is made. But I need to make up for some bad bets that I, I certainly already have in pocket. Um, is, is the Eagles to defensive line the most lockstep team to position, or is that the Jets and offensive line, or is there another combination? I would say Jets. Jets are Colts quarterback, Jets offensive line. I would say are the two. Like lobstep consensus. Besides, Especially, besides Panthers quarterback, obviously at the top. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what then becomes of the quarterbacks? Do you think five go in the first round? In principle, I can't. But I just can't get behind. Like I can't actually bet the under quarterbacks. But if there is ever a year where that Hendon Hooker goes in the first, it, I guess it would be this, where the class is weaker. And when we get into the 20s, the trade-off for taking a Hendon Hooker isn't as drastic compared to previous years, where you see teams having 10 to 15 first-round greater prospects. Um, so I can see it, and we're seeing it enough. If we start seeing guys like Jeremiah, Schrager, Brugler put Hooker in the first in their final mocks, especially to the same team, that I, I would buy, I still wouldn't bet it. But like I, I don't have enough confidence in the five to bet the under in principle. But Hooker's definitely alive at this point. There's enough um, with the class. Um, over. So I know that wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Over now at minus 160. When we first recommended it, it was plus 550 on this show. Um, by the way, by the way, Jeremiah, whenever you want to get that final mock in, it is tomorrow. So, you know, you want to get that in. Uh, it'd be a high time. Uh, Jameer Gibbs and Bijan Robinson, do you believe the running back steam at over one and a half? Yes. You do. Who do. do you, who do you think I, goes first? Because you can bet on that, too, of those two. Oh, Bijan, easy. I mean, there were some rumors yesterday about some teams having Gibbs ahead of Bijan, but that's just crazy talk um and i mean there was one point that gibbs's odds for second running back taken were all the way down to minus 300 i want to say last week which like that was one that like you can lay on where i think it's crazy talk now but i don't see any way maybe the patriots at 14 because they just do crazy t- things and they are live to take a wild card first positional player at 14 um yeah, I don't see that in the picture. Yeah, but uh, Luke, they'll they'll already have traded that to number two to get uh, to get Will Levis. We've right. established that. I mean, yeah, I'm all for that. I am all for that too. Um, okay, and then finally, offensive lineman over five and a half. This just keeps getting higher and higher and higher. Some of us got it over two dollars. It's now near five dollars. Do you think that maybe there's value on the under on that now, or are you convinced it's either six or seven offensive lineman? If you want to 
the six and a half, it is at, excuse me, it's five and a half, but it's moved to six and a half at some places like FanDuel, where that would be an under um, and a great middle if you have the over four and a half. But sure, sure would be. Um, I don't think I would, I would play the over five and a half and the under six and a half. Um, the over five and a half was one of those um, just auto and it just kept getting higher and higher. All right. Six and a half, you're really getting dicey. Uh, I'll leave you with this. Give it, given the, the crazy nature of this draft, if I gave you a net positive right now, we wake up Friday morning, I said, you got a net positive in, in your account. Would you take it? A modest one? Yes. You would take the modest net positive. That's what most people yeah. are saying at this point. Uh, <laughs> all right, Luke, this is going to be fun, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, we think we all know where number one is going, but goodness, what happens at two and three and beyond <laughs> is anybody's guess. Great to meet you, man. Good luck with all your Thank bets. You. Appreciate it. Luke Swain at Vegas Refund, also at The Athletic. Uh, kind enough to join us on the NFL Draft. Our own Will Hill will join us. Kelly's got some golf thoughts next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL draft starts manana, and VSIN has everything you need to bet it smarter at VSIN.com slash draft. Every NFL draft is different. And we have five tips for betting the NFL draft. Check out Matt Eumann's mock draft for the first round. And former NFL GM Michael Lombardi giving his draft analysis. VEASAN.com slash draft is updated daily, so you get the latest position predictions over under and best bets from the VEASAN experts. Check it out today at VEASAN.com slash draft. How pumped are you for this, Kelly? I'm pumped, man. Very pumped. I mean, I'm pumped at the idea of making money. Yes. You know. Correct. That if is, I, what, that is what I'm money. referring to. I don't care at all if I don't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all? I don't care what they're, where you, these teams you've, are. You've divorced yourself of all actual football <laughs> interest? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I am I am so pumped not only to uh, try to make money tomorrow night, but also, uh, again, day three, I had mentioned I'm going back to D.C. because um, a kid that uh, I have known since he was in diapers will perhaps get drafted on day number three, so I want to be with him for that. I'm not doing the Pritch thing where he's going to be by himself in his underwear 
we're all getting together for that. <laughs> so we're excited. Um, it was what a moment in someone's life, man. What a moment. I can't wait to see what this what this top plays out. Like I I, oh. I, I was. I guess I'm a little bit surprised. Luke thinks that there's a good chance it plays out like the odds dictate right now. Yeah, although the way I phrased it was, I mean, right now, do you think that happens? Yeah. It's almost like it's the most likely, but it's not like it's a overwhelming percentage to happen. I think the one that the one that I'm at where I will be shocked is if the Texans don't take a quarterback or trade out of that pick. And just take a defensive player. Yeah, I, I will be stunned if that happens. Like, I, this is and mainly because of what we keep talking about. Like, when are you ever going to start your franchise? When you, are you ever going to take a quarterback? you imagine after all that they're like, with the number two pick, they take Will Anderson from Alabama. Oh, awesome. <laughs> will Anderson, who should have been drafted three years now. Right. Yeah, yeah that's great. He took Will Anderson second. Um, by the way, one other big thing in sports. It's such a, I mean, goodness. We have the four NBA games, which we talked about earlier which I am so pumped for tonight as well. Let's go, Dubs. Let's get this done. Shake off these kids already. Um, there's also, of course, you know, the NHL playoffs where none of the first-round series have concluded yet. The Bruins look for the gentleman's sweep over the Panthers tonight. The 65-win regular season Bruins look to close out the Panthers in five. Panthers will have something to say about that. And then the Avalanche and the Kraken which, I mean, you could make a case that the Kraken could have won every one of those games <clears throat> thus far. They certainly had leads in the two that they lost. Two to two against the Avalanche. That one's back in Colorado. So only two NHL games tonight. So you have those going on. And then this afternoon, Kelly, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that Man City is playing Arsenal in the Premier League. Oh, damn. This is uh, about as big as it gets. What are they, five points behind on in the table? I, lo- I love what you just take the opportunity to say the word table instead of standings. It's my <laughs> favorite the only thing. Reason I Five points behind. I was right. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> the table. That's right. Arsenal was 75 <laughs> points. Uh, Man City was 70. Uh, Arsenal only has six games left, including this one today. Man City has eight left. Man City is a favorite to win the Prem. And today they are a minus 157 favorite on the three-way. Draws a plus 330. Arsenal's plus 410. But it's it's... It's, I've never heard, I haven't heard one person give Man City a shot, both in this game or for the, the Prem in general. No the respect schedule. for Arsenal. On this well, point. the schedule doesn't work out for them very well, this whole thing. Plus but they could, 25 on Arsenal? But they, they, they can turn all that around on the pitch today. So that's the biggest thing going on globally in sports today, beyond what we have going on with the four NBA games and the two NHL games. There's also golf. The Mexico Open is happening. Mm-hmm. Viranta Vallarta, yes, name of the you, course. You may remember, Gil, that this uh, this this event started last year. John Rahm uh, played in the event. He went off as about a four to one favorite. He, uh, won the event. Uh, this went off as a four to four, one favorite. Four to one favorite. Oh man! This year, we knew two weeks ago it was going to be an even weaker field than it was last year. So, would you like to guess what John Rahm's odds are? I'm going to say he's three to one. He's even shorter than that. Come on. I swear to God. In a golf tournament? In a golf tournament. Plus 260. John Rahm is plus 260 to oh, win this Oh, man. Tony Fidow, I guess, is your next most notable guy in this field, 8-1. to one. This has Tiger feels to it. Exactly. This is yeah. this is the weakest field of the year. I don't think I, I need to tell anybody that. This is the weakest field of the year. We are back to regular stroke play, though, if you were watching uh, Zurich Classic, Classic last week. We're not on teams anymore, individual stroke play. Uh, back in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, for the Mexico Open. Um, 
And this is an interesting event, Gil. This is obviously, I'm not betting too many outrights here. Rom is definitely the class of the field. And any other odds that you're getting on guys, uh, you should probably be getting a little bit longer. Having said that, of things, uh, stuff that I bet, a couple things. If you're breaking this down yourself, this is one of the longer, uh, those one of the longer tournaments that you're going to see longer courses on tour all, all year long. Longest combination of par fours and par fives by yardage on the, on the tour calendar. Um, wins almost always become a big deal in this tournament, so that's something to keep an eye on, especially if you're betting first-round leaders. I haven't put any bets in yet. We'll keep my eye on that. It is a coastal course, though, so that's going to happen all throughout the tournament. Just speaking a little bit more on that length, uh, approach shots, 44% of them, more than 44%, coming from over 200 yards, which is uh, a huge, huge amount. So you're looking for guys that are long off the tee uh, and guys that are great great with approach and great from long approach distances. Uh, this say, is the, a, say the 200 yard stat again. Say over 44% of approach shots coming from over 200 oh, plus wow. yards. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's a huge percentage. Uh, it, the highest on tour. Um, one of the longest. Again, longest combination of par fours and five. So you're looking for guys that are long off tee, can get up and down. You don't really need to worry too much about around the green play here. Uh, there's not too many. Uh, difficulties. There are a lot of bunkers, though, throughout this course. This is a Greg Norman design, so 106 uh, bunkers. So that's something you're going to want to keep in mind. As far as bets that I made, only two outrights for me. I know you're going to be shocked by one of these names, Gil. <laughs> Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland. <laughs> Gary Woodland. Wish I'd said that earlier. <laughs> 28 yeah. to 1 I got on him. He's probably my highest rated guy outside of Rom and Finau. Obviously, that's not too different from what the odds board reflect. He's third on the odds board behind uh, Wyndham Clark, or fourth on the odds board behind Wyndham Clark. Uh, 31st at the RBC Heritage, though, 14th at the Masters, 45th at the Valspar, 54th at the Players for Woodland. He's been in pretty good form recently. What he doesn't do well, hasn't been doing well recently, is putting it around the green play. On these greens, the putting should be uh, problems should be mitigated a little bit, and around the green shouldn't matter as much as much here. I also played an outright on Wyndham Clark. This is a guy who've been playing a ton of top 20s, top 40s on this year. He's top six in every model I ran. 29th at RBC Heritage, sixth at the Corrales, fifth at Valspar, 27th at the Players. He's been playing really well uh this this season so he's a guy i really like this week played an outright on those two and then top 20 markets really where i made uh made my bigger bets this week wyndham clark gary woodland patrick rogers matt wallace uh, are two big top 20 bets for me patrick rogers another guy i really like this week um he's had some miscuts had some miscuts Earlier this year, has rebounded a little bit. 19th at the RBC Heritage, 5th at the Valero in his last two starts. Fin finished 10th here last year. Um, so he does have that going for him, and his game fits this course really well. So I did play a top 20 uh, on him, and then a couple just tournament matchups. Miliano Grillo over Andrew Putnam, and Aaron Rye over Steven Yeager and Bo Hostler. Uh, who was in the mix for things last week. So, smaller card for me this week. We get back to elevated events next week, Gil. PGA Championship is in three weeks at Oak Hill. Have you made any bets for that? No, I have not. PGA Championship, I have not made a single... No, that's a lie. Keegan Bradley, 100 to 1. That's my only bet. <laughs> That's his. If, if not Gary Woodland, it's Keegan Bradley. Yeah, they should set up a window out there at yeah. the sportsbook for you where I make my Keegan Bradley and Gary Woodland donations. Yeah. Oh, and Cameron Davis. Might as well add him to the list this year, too. And now, are you forced to bet these guys, these two guys, every single tournament? Because if they win, you're going to just absolutely hate yourself. No, if you're not I've, I've moved beyond that. Okay. Okay. No, no, okay. It's very evolved. Let's, let's keep it real, Kill. Let's yeah. keep it real. 
Yeah. I've moved beyond it to a point where, like, did I have anything on Gary Woodland before the Masters? No. But when he was sneaking up that leaderboard, <laughs> did like, I grab I something of him live? I yeah. must be on him. <laughs> I'm not going to watch him put on a green jacket without me winning money. And real quick, again, if you missed him earlier, uh, um, we did lose on the Claire Lou tennis bet yesterday. She lost in straight 6-4, 6-4. Today have three. All these at vcin.com slash picks on the picks page. Uh, we hit Sasnovich before this show started in the overnight. Uh, Alex, Alex, Alexandra Sasnovich. Uh, she took down... Um, Svitolina, Lena Svitolina, and that was really a play against a player who is just not in form, Svitolina, that is, we're talking about. The Yastremska pick, which is, you could still get a price right around what I got her at, Diana Yastremska at minus 120. She's taking on Eugenie Bouchard, who is lovely, by the way, but uh, she also is not in prime form, hasn't logged the hours that Yastremska has, so I'm on Yastremska there as well, and the and the numbers, first and foremost, are better for Yastremska on this surface. And then I'm on uh, Home Munar, but this one has gotten away. Again, don't bet this higher than minus 135. I bet these last night because these are you know scheduled for the overnight, even though this is bleeding over. And I have Munar over Tanasi Kukanakis. By the way, there's a Pavlyuchenkova match that uh, J-Rod wanted you to pronounce today, Kelly. So when we come back, if you uh, could could either give the results, I'm not sure if it finished yet, or if it's currently going on, or if it's yet to go on, of the Pavlyuchenkova match. Uh, I'll pull it up right now. You got it. Kelly's uh, female tennis, ladies' tennis pronunciations on the other side as well. Will Hill, basketball bets, baseball bets, draft thoughts. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network. That- a numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VSIN.com. Slash subscribe, Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, you know, because we're a betting show, Kelly, we don't often do the uh, one, two, three Cancun thing that they do on uh, Inside the NBA with Ernie Johnson, uh, Kenny Smith, and uh, Shaq and, and Charles. But the the postscript on the Timberwolves season, like boy, the soul searching of that team after the totally. the trade heard round the world for Gobert. That they get bounced. By the way, Cat and Gobert fouling out more than once in this series. Both of them, including both last night. And then the Clippers, man. And Russell Westbrook actually saved them in many ways in this postseason because obviously no PG. And then no Kawhi. What's the word on Kawhi? What's the injury? Torn meniscus in his right knee. Torn meniscus in his right knee. To and Kawhi Leonard back on the shelf. And you said it off air, which is right. Who would pay this dude a max deal now? I just I can't wait to see where when he's up next in free agency. Like I I guess someone probably will, but you're like you're talking about a player when he's healthy, he plays like a ha- half the games. What a disaster this combo has been for the Clippers. Too much fanfare the night that they both talk about Kawhi and and Paul George got together. Will Hill joins us at not the Will Hill. That's T H E E on Twitter. Veasan contributor, Veasan's own, as we like to say. How you doing, Will? Gil, what's going on? I uh, thought about petitioning the NFL to move the draft up to tonight so I can just stop making bets. I can't stop myself. I need this draft <laughs> to start so we can just get this underway. All right, what's your biggest position? What makes your draft? What ruins oh, your draft? 
who the hell knows at this point? I have 57 different bets. I hope I can just, uh, hopefully, hopefully just win one or two of them. I mean, I, it's not legal here in Connecticut. So it's all, uh, as you like to say, backroom stuff. So I did take a shot. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba to the jets is, is a long shot. That's playable. I think I just saw a report that they've done some work on him. So that's been the rumor since they, since they made the trade for Aaron Rodgers. that, that has been a very commonly thrown out thing that they're going to do with the 13th pick now. Yeah, well, they're down to 15 now. I know they, they need offensive line or help. 15, just, me, yeah, yeah. With how unhappy Rodgers was with the weapons he got with the with the uh, Packers, I guess. Uh, look, you have to protect them. That's the most important thing. But wouldn't it be nice to just throw him a toy right away? Just a nice little, hey, we're going to take care of you. We already got you, Wilson. We'll throw Jackson Smith and Jigba. You're going to have some toys to play with here. We're going to take care of you. Sort of, uh, look, he's a moody guy to begin with. So maybe uh, maybe give him some some weapons to work with. Yeah, Green Bay, the other side of that trade is what I should say is really the rumored one, that Green Bay will nab him at 13 before right. the Jets do. And then, so I have Smith and the Jigba first wide out at big plus money. I have him under 14 and a half a couple times and I also have under 12 and a half. I think that under 12 and a half probably is a loser. But under if, if it's the my goodness if it's the Packers I'd be loving that. Give me that. What's it, it's a, yeah. No, I was just going to say it's amazing a man reading the, a piece of paper with the the names of other men is just oh. the most fascinating thing. It's like Christmas Eve. I, I'm so excited for it to start and you think about it it's just a guy reading reading names off of a piece of paper. It's Christmas for adults, man. That's what the NFL draft is. Christmas for adults is the greatest thing ever. Um, what's the, what's the scenario that destroys you? Like, what's the one where you're like, oh, I'm toast. If this happens, how long is this segment? Um, <laughs> I, I would say Levis falling out of like the top seven. So I, I got him second or Stroud going to, I guess, look, I, I don't think we know anything. A lot of my bets were based off. Stroud's not going to go to Levis. will go higher than seven. But again, I, a lot of this. Uh, you always ask the question of the guest, and I think it's a good one for the audience. What would you bet currently? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what's out there, what's bettable. Uh, hopefully Stroud falls a little bit. I just took shots at him at like four, five, six, seven, just hoping that uh, he, he, you know, him falling out of the top 10 would not be good because I did play some, play just some random ones, him to go ninth, him to go 10th. So um, I'll, I'll do okay. Like you, you've been mentioning, um, if you, you ask these guys, if you could just take a small net at this point, a profit, would you take it? I probably would, but... Uh, feel pretty good. It, it should be exciting. Though. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to that's it. What, that's why we're all betters, because we all would take it, but then we have this little voice in our head going, no, I want to make a killing. I wouldn't take right. it. I love my bets. Um, all right, great night in the NBA. Absolutely great night. Um, four games, the last of which is the Warriors and the Kings, knotted up at two apiece to Aaron Fox as he plans to play. For the Kings, Warriors are one-and-a-half-point favorite. Let's start with that one. We'll get to the three-to-one series uh, bet uh, games before that. Any position on the Warriors-Kings tonight? No, I mean, this is, it's past posting, but it's not because I was on yesterday with Pritch and, and Stormy on Lombardi show. And I said the four, four, and I think it was four and a half at the time. I said that was an overreaction. So I took that and I bought back on the Warriors. I did think that was an overreaction. I thought Fox was going to play. I hope uh, I, I don't have a bet at the current number. I think that I just hope Fox is good to go and healthy because this was such a treat as just a fan. Uh, this series, the old versus the new, the old versus the young, the ch- sort of changing of the guard, because I don't know if the Kings are on that level, but it's always fun to see a dynasty try to hold on to, and try to you know stave off getting broken up, getting eliminated. So I hope we just get a fair fight here these last two or three games, but nothing for me. Uh, in this game, I don't know if this is Mark Jones and Doris Burke, if they've had time to pick up a rule book between Sunday and now, but I'm looking <laughs> no, forward to it. Totally. It's one of the great botches of all time right, in uh, game four. All right. What about the three games before that? Again, all the home teams down three to one, but they have game fives on their racket. They have game sevens potentially on their racket, talking about the Cavs, talking about the Bucks, obviously. 
and uh, in the third hole. What's the third? Oh, of course, the Lakers right before that. The Grizzlies, I should say. So it's the Cavs, the Grizzlies, and the Bucks who have to get it done tonight. Do you have positions on any of these? I'll start with Milwaukee because I think if you can get them at plus money to win the series, I think that's a good bet. I don't think Miami wins in Milwaukee in game five tonight or in game seven. So it comes down to me, in my mind, it comes down to will Milwaukee win game six in Miami? And look, they'll be favored. I mean, I don't think Miami can sustain this yeah, type of shooting. They will be. Uh, not that they have to sustain it here uh, because, look, it's a one game. Now, now you're putting yourself where, where it's a one game sample, one bad game gets you knocked out. But um, I do think Milwaukee wins this series. I think they, they'll win pretty comfortably tonight. It'll be interesting what the line in game six is because it closed eight Monday night in game four in Miami. That eight's too high, so what will it be? I, I'm curious what Kelly thinks. Five and a half, six? I think, I think it's probably do... six, six and a half. Yeah, it's you, funny you're right, though. It's going to gonna adjust. It. You're, you're going to move a line two points off one data point in a data point where Monday night, Milwaukee's covering the line for most of the game, but I, I agree it will be a, a little lower. But I think the series comes down to that. Um, you know, it's fascinating. I heard this comparison. I don't know if you like this or you'll kick me off the show, uh, Gil, but Rosillo on his podcast, Ryan Rosillo compared Butler to Madison Bumgarner, where he's just a good player in the regular season. I love it. Takes it to a whole nother level in the playoffs. There really is a lot of that to it, but uh, I do think Milwaukee's live here still to win this series. I think we'll, we could be in a situation a couple weeks from now. We're like, Hey, remember when Milwaukee was down three, one to the heat when they're playing, you know, Boston or whoever in the, uh, in the conference finals, but I do like Milwaukee and I think the Cavs get back on track. I picked this Knicks in six. I, I, this is sort of going the way I thought. I think Mitchell play a lot better. I think the role players play a lot better. I think the Cavs win tonight and, and win pretty comfortably. And I'd say the same for the Grizzlies. I just think with Davis banged up with LeBron playing all those minutes, it's very easy for the Lakers. You never want to punt on a playoff game. You never want to punt with a chance to put a team away because who knows if you don't win in game six, then you're an underdog in game seven. But I do think with a short turnaround, an older team, I think it probably makes some sense too. If the Lakers get behind early, they just call off the dogs. We'll give LeBron a breather. We'll give Davis a breather and we'll get him in game six. So I do like, uh, I do like Memphis. I like the three teams here down three, one. Yeah. It, it sounds so rational, by the way, everything you're saying, the teams that are down three, one, but last night we thought those teams that were up three, one, were just going to roll their opponents. Right. And none of them did Two barely got there. One didn't at all. What were you going to say, Kelly? I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna, like, I've kind of been on this Lakers side of this series for, for the entire time, but this is, and I know Drew's invested with his series bets. Yep. I do think if you like the Grizzlies in this series, this is the spot tonight where th- this game and this spot, I think is a really good situation for them. And like you guys talking, we saw tired legs out of LA that last time out. They're going to have to turn back around and go back to LA for game six. I think if you liked Memphis at all in this series, I think tonight is the night to bet them. Will you nibble on the plus 650, Will, at all on the Grizzles? Yeah, it's not a bad price because I think it's similar to Milwaukee where you just, it's so much different when you have home court and you're down three, one, like if you're down three, one and you're on the road, you're dead. But when you get five at home and you get seven at home, it's really, it, it, these series can turn quickly. So I don't think that's a, that, that, that's a bad little nibble there on the Grizzlies. And it's amazing. Last night, a, a money line parlay of the underdogs was really live for a <laughs> it little sure while. Was. Like 220 to one. I thought saw somebody had a ticket on it. Oh. It was, uh, it, it gave you some entertainment at the very least. It sure did. All right. With all the great sports happening today, uh, we neglected baseball. You have some baseball picks today. Under first five in the Rangers, who I'm very upset with. I have them to win the division. I have them season wins over. They just can't seem to hold on to these six nothing leads against the Reds. But I like this pitching matchup, Ashcraft and Gray, two pitchers I'm higher on than the market. The first five under is four and a half. So I'm going to go under there. 
I played the Mariners. I think it's Gilbert going with the Mariners over the Phillies. I think the Phillies just continue to be overvalued because of the World Series run last year. That team has a lot of issues. And I didn't bet yet. I think I'm going to bet the Twins, though. Some of these lineups, the Yankees are running out there. I mean, this amazing. is the New York Yankees. It's yeah. Willie Calhoun batting fifth and Franchi Cordero batting sixth. This is the Yankees. It's incredible. So uh, I think they're a little overvalued. Now I like the Twins. You get the daily Will Hill text of who the, who the Yankees are rolling out there in the second part of their lineup. Um, you're so right, though, because Spore mentioned this as well, the Phillies thing. We do forget, right? It was that postseason run that was so awesome, but they were very kind of middling during the entire regular season last year. We're seeing some of that now for sure. They only got in because Milwaukee couldn't win a game down the stretch, too. That's right. Will, plug away. Twitch.tv slash Network. See you, Gil. Thanks, guys. Will Hill, everybody. And not the Will Hill. We'll come back. Dan Weston in studio. What color hoodies he going to wear? It's next. Numbers game. VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Call your shot every Wednesday at BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place a $25 home run prop wager on any game, and you'll receive a $10 bonus bet. Simply log into your account and opt in or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to swing for the fences on MLB Call Your Shot Wednesdays. It's just one more reason why the king of sportsbooks is the best place to bet on baseball. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Washington, D.C. I just wanted to read this one tweet, Kelly, here before we get to our esteemed guest on the show. Cleve T.A., our buddy Cleve, yeah. who's been on the podcast before on the Megapod, uh, he said this, and this is regarding the NFL and how strange this run-up to the NFL draft has been. He says, I'll say this. 
Don't think the lack of team leaks for the draft is coincidence this year. He said the NFL is dead serious with these teams right now about it, especially with gambling at the forefront. The Lions scandal last week did not help. This is why the draft is so quote-unquote mysterious this year. Should be wild. Based on the geolocation stuff being tracked by the league because of gambling inside facilities, there's way more at stake for lower-level staffers who may normally be at the center of draft leaks. In fact, I'd say the more you hear about specific players uh, tied to teams, the likelier it is done on purpose. How about that for a theory? I think that makes sense. Kelly's looking, <laughs> Kelly's looking at me like, I have no idea what you're No, 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 no. I, was, I, was I think just, it does make I think sense. I was just thinking about it. I've never, I haven't really thought about it that way yet, but it makes sense. Makes sense. If you're employed by an NFL team, you're a lower-level guy, you're already, you saw what happened last week, maybe you're scared to say anything at, you know, at all. I, I, I think it's, like, you know, close to the, who was a primetime tweeting us last night with the question about, you know, hey, what if it was a sportsbook employee Right, right. That did the Reddit. Stuff. The it's Reddit a great stuff. question. It's it kind of the same. It, uh, it's 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 sort of similar lines there, right? Like I don't Can I hold. don't know that there's anything official in my in my contract that says I couldn't do something like that. Yet I would fully expect to be fired. Yeah, it's all very interesting. Interesting sort of draft case study. Uh, he has been on this show for six and a half years. Time, you know, not every day, but from time to time, whenever big tennis tournaments happen. He's been on the podcast as well over that span, probably even beyond. First time in studio here, ladies and gentlemen, at Tennis Ratings on Twitter. Works many places, but Betfair, probably the most notably where you can read his tennis stuff. It's Dan Weston, everybody, in studio. How you doing, man? Oh, I am fantastic. It was great to be here. You are. People should, you know, people like, first of all, black hoodie wins, everybody. Black hoodie cash. <laughs> cash the tickets. <laughs> black hoodie cash. Chris Valig is very excited about that. Um, you're, by the way, Dan walks in. He's 6'3". I had no idea you were that tall also. Mm, yeah. Um, thanks for making the time. Thanks for coming all the way down here. Uh, can't wait to do this. It's, I'm so excited. I am too. I'm thrilled to, to have you here. Let me, let me just ask, Kelly and I were just having this discussion because obviously the Madrid Open is happening right now. Mm. The run-up to the French Open, obviously, during clay season. And I was just sort of saying, because I have two picks coming up, uh, Yastremska and uh, Munar on the men's side, that clay for me, and I'm curious your thoughts on this. So with hard courts, I bet a lot of dogs the dogs manifest at a very nice rate. Mm. On clay, and I remember this about the slams, when, when folks compared the slams, or when the data, comparing the data of the slams, that on clay, dogs don't come in at the same rate. And I am finding that to be the case during this clay season. Is, is that your experience? And if or if not, is, do you think there could be anything to that? I think a lot of it is based on court speed. So, for example, here in Madrid, we're 2,000 feet above sea level so there's tournament's bad in altitude it's a quick conditions the tournament data in terms of service points one aces per games tie breaks per set is more in line with a medium fast hard court as opposed to a clay court so this is going to play and we've seen it already we've seen plenty of tie breaks the game that i that i was focusing on was was uh galan against public and that was a game where it was just key points won won the match basically 
And that was Galam as the underdog for that. I almost bet Galam. Yeah. Too. I did not, but I almost did. We yeah. see now Maxine Cressy is really holding his own against Stan Wawrinka as an underdog because he's got that serve that can just get him out of trouble in quick conditions. And we're also seeing maybe the, the traditional clay quarter, Diego Schwartzman. Now he's a set and break down against Hugo Grenier. So, is, so his, is his career done, do you think? I think that in, in slower conditions, he could still maybe pick yeah. up like a go to towards business end of like a 250 or something like that, maybe even a 500, but that would be a push. Um, but yeah, in these fast conditions, I wouldn't have expected a great deal from him anyway. One of the great things when Dan walked in here, he called Kelly very heavy-handed on keyboards. We've said one of Kelly's great traits is that he he's the hardest pounder of a keyboard yeah. that I've ever met in my life. I, I catch a lot of heat for that. Dan had my back one yeah, day on it. He absolutely. said, I do it too. I hit it. <laughs> Part of the club. Could you pronounce the Pavliochenkova um, match and give us an update on that, please? Your update, uh, let's see, you have Anastasia Pavlichenkova <laughs> is 6166 with Victoria Jimenez Kazitsineva. We're working, we're working, on, we're working on a new segment, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly pronounces these names. <laughs> um, do you have any, any plays later today, or is was that the only one you had? So uh, I've mainly focused on, on men's stuff uh, for today. Um, I quite like Brissavori's chance against Ugo Umber, but I'd prefer a little bit of a bigger price, really. I, I, I think he should get the job done. I think he's had a bit of market support since since I prepped for for all of the um, the matches. So yeah, that's what happened to me with Munar also. Yeah. So, so, so Dan just, likes Rusevori over Umber, but the price might have gotten away. Yeah, well, Rusevori's started to sort of show that that faith in him that I had when he broke through from challenges because his numbers and challenges were unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and it never really kicked on. Sometimes it does take a year or two for them to do it, but he got, got to the quarterfinals of the Masters recently and has picked up some decent results and played well against good players. So a fade of Umber makes sense, but I think the price is gone now for me. Bruce Avori, by the way, I've, I've compared to a baseball pitcher. Um, in America, most of the, you know, baseball is driven by the starting pitchers, and there's a guy named Irvin Santana, who whenever I was backing him, he would always stink. Whenever I was fading him, he'd be the greatest pitcher in the world. Rusevori <laughs> is that guy yeah. for me. Is there a player in, on the tour that's like that for you that you can never seem to get him right? Yeah, so I think I think golf has the potential in, on, on the WTA for me to be like... Oh, Coco Golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Because the numbers don't corroborate. No, right? no, no. And um, someone like uh, Fanini in the, in the men's, you, could, <laughs> you never knew which version of him was going to turn that's, up. That's so. true. He was, he was always a bugaboo. What besides Rusevori today. So I mean, I, look, I think that's that's probably it for in terms of like the, the value that I want to commit to. But the the game I can't wait to to sort of see how it plans out is. Uh, Martin Landalus, I, I don't know. We'll be the next one for yeah. Kelly to pronounce. We'll, we'll go with that yeah. um, <laughs> against Richard Gasquet. Now, yes. now, now, Gasquet is is been very fortunate with his draws recently. Got another 17-year-old in Bosnia the other week. Landalucci is another 17-year-old. However, he is US Open Boys champion from last year and uh, leading the junior uh, world rankings. Uh, his results in lower levels have been pretty mediocre, but it's showing some form of improvement. Took a set off Grenier, I think, last week or week before, and um, also beat Joseph Kovalik, who uh, in his day was a pretty competent clay quarter yeah. as well. So... Uh, Gasquet... What a career Gasquet ended up having. I mean, he had this random run to the Auckland title yeah. in, in January when he only really beat Cam Norrie of, of any note. And then he can't really buy a win subsequently. And and mm. and I don't know, I just kind of think, 
wouldn't, wouldn't really fancy Gasquet at such short prices, <laughs> to be honest with you, against most players. So I steered far away from that. He's probably another match. one, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's... So th- would you bet on Alcaraz to win this tournament? Would you take a futures price on Alcaraz at minus 110? He's clearly the best player in the yeah. field, just same, similar to Eager in the women's. You know, both of them pretty similar priced around that even money mark. Um, the My play for the outright is probably more is if you can get like an each-way price. Uh, so the, you, you cash partially if you get to the final. Uh, would be Daniel Medvedev in quicker conditions. We don't, we don't have each ways here, do we? Does anybody offer each ways in golf or tennis in the Not US? Not Nevada. Not Nevada. <laughs> Let's leave it. That's at a that. shame. Yeah. yeah. So when 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 um, there's an odds-on favorite, say in the top half of the draw, often there might be some each way value in in the bottom half of the draw because the prices are all inflated because of it'll, the odds-on favorite. It'll give you a balance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, because we only have a minute left, French Open. Let's move ahead to that. It's uh, towards the end of May, uh, the second major of the year, the clay major. Iga, prohibitive favorite yep. uh, on the women's side. Is that the bet still? I mean, she's just streets ahead of everyone else, isn't she? She is. So, I mean, evidently the player to beat. Whether sort of roundabout even money or shorter is, is value is perhaps another debate, but... I think she's. I think she's obviously got a great chance. Men obviously much more competitive. We don't know who's going to show up mm. ultimately. Also, that's the problem. Yeah. So I think I think Novak will turn up, even though he's got that that elbow problem. I think it is as well um, at the moment. But um, Rafa, we just don't know, and he's the big intangible at the moment. Obviously, he's got that incredible record in Paris. But you know, you can never write him off. But he doesn't look. Doesn't look quite the same player these days. Dan, I'd ask you your NFL draft picks, but somehow <laughs> I, I don't think that would be a subject. Let's go eat. So great to see Let's you. Do it. Dan West and everybody, kind enough to join us in studio here at the South Point from across the pond. Uh, good luck with everything today. Soccer, hockey, basketball, NFL draft talk on the other side. Lombardi line is next right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.